Good evening, church. Aren't you excited to be the church? Yes. Not just in a building, but actual church. You are the church, right? We are the church. Amen. So we're excited to be here. Do you have your Bibles with you? Did you bring your Bibles? All right, grab them. Hold them up. Let me see your Bibles. Hold them up. Hold them up. Say, Father, I come to hear you. I have ears to hear tonight. I want to hear what you're saying to me. I yield to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Pastor Tony and Jeanette, say hello. They gave their welcome. <laughs> they wanted me to tell you that. So uh, for those of you who do not know me, I am Ryan, Pastor Ryan. Uh, you'll see me in the media booth sometimes. You'll see me walk around. Uh, but I like to put it this way. I'm, I'm a servant of God. Amen. Whatever the Lord needs, I'll do it. He needs me in the media booth, I'll do it. He needs me watching kids, I'll do it. Whatever you need, Lord, my life's, my life's not my own, right? Didn't we just sing that? All right, no excuse. So I just go to him, ask my Lord what he wants, and he tells me what he wants, and I do what he wants. Amen? Amen. Amen. Turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1. We'll start there. Um, Ephesians chapter 1, it's, a lot of you haven't heard me teach, but I'm going to go through a lot of long passages of scripture, pretty unorthodox, but I love God because he likes to prove his point. He says the same thing over and over and over again. It's almost like, you know, my wife, she's like, hey, um, you know, there's uh, dishes in the sink. I'm like, yeah, and you know, they don't get done. And she goes, hey, you know, dishes in the sink. I'm like, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but I didn't hear what she's saying because she's got to say it over and over again. Well, when I come to God, he shouldn't have to say something over and over but he loves us so much, he does. He says it over and over and over. Romans, Colossians, Philippians, Ephesians, it's the same thing over and over. And when you read it, you're like, wow, I've never seen this before. Well, he said it like 15 times, you know, and that's just how he is. That's just kind of how we are. But tonight I want to talk about how to take our place in Christ. We have a place in him. We do. And I've seen, I've done it, and I've seen a lot of people um, struggle. They're fighting. What you fighting for? You know? You know, it's, it's just one thing after another, after another, after another. And it seems like they're just going from one mess to another mess to another mess to another mess. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, do you know who you are? Do we know who we are? Because if we know who we are, now I'm not saying you're not going to have trials and tribulations, but if we know who we are, those are nothing. Yeah. Right. Nothing about a thing. Yeah. Right. So Ephesians chapter 1, we'll start in verse 16. Uh, you have to know something about the book of Ephesians first. Ephesians was a circulatory letter written to the church. Not just the, you know what I'm saying, the church is a congregation of people that believe in the Lord. The church that congregated at Ephesus Paul wasn't just writing to them, he was writing to everyone, the entire body, the entire church. This is meant, this is not like a history book, this is meant for us. So it's meant for us, it's a circulatory written to announce to all the churches throughout the region, so I'm going to listen, because it's for me, it's written to me. 
And when he was writing to them, Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he prayed for them. He prayed for the body of Christ. He prayed for the church. Uh, if, if you don't know how to pray for some people in your life, uh, this prayer, we're going to start with it in verse 16, is where you start. Start here. It is a Holy Spirit prayer, a prayer unctioned by the Spirit himself. Amen? It says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. God wants you to know him. The Father wants you to know him. This is talking about the Father. Now, he has mentioned Jesus here, but the Father is saying, I want you to know me. I want you to see me. I want you to understand me. I want you to know me so intimately, you start acting just like me. Amen. Right? Uh, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. Why does he want us to know him? So you can know the hope of his calling. Amen. What are you called to do? You won't know it until you get to know him. Stop trying to figure it out. You can't do it. Go to him. He knows the plan. So if he knows the plan, people waste, people waste their entire life, and they never step into the plan. And they do things for God, thinking they're going to stand before God, and he's going to say, good job. You did great. He's going to stand before them and say, welcome to your rest. You didn't do anything I told you to do. You didn't do anything. And there's joy there. There's love there. There's peace there. God's a God of mercy. But why waste time? Go to the source. Amen. Uh, so you may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You have an inheritance. You have a rich inheritance. And where is it at? It's in you. It's in him. In you. Amen. But you won't know it until you see him. Right? And, verse 19, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power? I mean, can you see this? The Father wants you to, I mean, he's hitting on like every single part of our life. He wants you to know the hope. He wants you to know not just your calling, but, oh, everything that I put in your calling, the inheritance that I've given you. Oh, by the way, just in case you don't have power, here it is. Amen. He give, he's, he's provided everything that we need. And it was, it was the Holy Spirit's desire that he, can you see why he prayed this? The Holy Spirit's like, you need to see him, the Father for who he is. So you can see who you are. So you can see what you have. So you can see the power that you've been given. So you can see the power that's in you. Some people are just working way too hard. I'm struggling. Why are you struggling? Get in his power. Amen, right? All right, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that's named. Hello, everything, far above, not only in this world, but guess what? There's another age coming, and he's over that too. Amen, and that good news? All right, Jesus is never going to be taken off his throne. Father put him where he was. You got to take the father off his throne. That ain't going to happen. 
Someone's tried that before, and they lost. And hath put all things under his feet. He's talking about he put all things under the feet of Jesus, under the feet of Christ. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church. In other words, in the Greek, for the church. The church, which is his body, the fullness of him. Of who? The body, the fullness of Jesus. The body of Christ, which is the fullness of him that fills all in all. But we know the Bible is not written in chapter and verse. This whole thing is a letter. It's written in chapter and verse for reference, just in case someone was talking. You know, Paul wrote a letter. And you're like, well, what, what paragraph was that? No, that's why it's chapter and verse, so you don't, right? So it continues the thought in chapter 2, and he says, and you, say, that's me. Amen. Hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein time passed, you walked, I walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation, King James, but it means manner of life, our manner of life uh, in times past, fulfilling the lust of our flesh and desires of the flesh and of the mind. And by nature, we were children of wrath, even as others. But you see these words? Were. In times past, we were dead in sins, right? Verse 4, but God, but God, who is rich in mercy, say he's rich, he's rich in mercy toward me, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, look at what he did for us, quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Amen. Raised us up together. Yes. Made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. This is our place. Amen. We're seated. Amen. Amen. Sit down. Hello. Take your seat. That's right. He's not going to do this. At a later time, he has quickened us. Say, I am quickened. I am quickened. He has raised us. Say, I am raised. He has made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Say, I am seated. seated. Amen. This is our position now. We're sitting where Christ is sitting. I need, you want to be God? You want to be the Father for me? Why not? All right. So as an example, you need to see this. I need a chair. You're sitting down because if God stands up, listen, the heaven says the heavens flee. So we got the Father here. I need someone else. Brandon. Brandon. So the right hand. Jesus is sitting at his right hand, correct? Correct. Brandon, you'll be Jesus. He has been Jesus before, actually, so this is perfect. So if we're seated with Christ, where am I at? Do I get another chair? See, some people live like this. You know, Jesus, God. I just, you know, and you, and you, you defeat yourself. He's saying we're seated. And yeah, there's a reverence for him. I'm not saying don't reverence him, reverence him. But you know what pleases him? Is when you take your seat. Scoot over, Brandon. No, no, scoot over. Is when I, no, I mean like scoot over. <laughs> Sit down. Jesus is seated. I'm seated too. This is our place. 
This is our place. I'm seated with him. Are we not seated? It's like, well, that's crazy. No, it's not. That's what he says. I'm seated. Hello? Okay, you guys don't know. So, I'm seated. That's my position. That's my place. Take your place. You're seated. Everything God did through Christ was for our benefit. Every one of God's promises is to be enacted from us from that place, from the seated position. You don't need to get up. What are you getting up for? Well, I got to, you know, I really got to fight. Fight for what? Sit down. Take your seat. Take your place. And people are struggling, you know, I, gosh, I need finances. I need to get 15 jobs. Why? You, the only reason you would get 15 jobs is if you, cooked, if you got up from your seat and started doing things your own way. Sure thing. But if you take your seat, guess what? We saw we have an inheritance. The father's right there. Father. Money? What do you need? I need this. All right. There it is. All right. What are you struggling for? There's nothing to struggle with. So we see our place. We're seated. Let's take a look at what his death and resurrection, because we were raised with him, right? We were, also, we were quickened with him. We need to identify with him. I don't have my own identity. You're not going to say, well, you know, Ryan, you know, he's kind of like this. No, I am, I am in Christ. And I know people after Christ. So when I look at you, I'm not like, well, you're kind of a, you know, deadbeat, but you know what? No, I look at you and I'm like, listen, you're in Christ. How can I help you? How can I, how can I help people see who they are? Right? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get the body to see, hello, you're seated, you're seated. Now God hates me. Why would he hate you for? Hello, what, what, what's there to hate? Does he hate Christ? Well, if he doesn't hate Christ, he doesn't hate you because he says you're in him. All right. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, he says, Even when we were dead in sins, quickened us together with Christ. We were locked into spiritual death, continually in sin because it was our nature, continually separated from him. It was our nature, right? right? But God had a work to do in Christ to get us out of it. Jesus didn't come and die for him. That would be kind of pointless. Hey, you know, thanks, you know, Jesus is like, hey, thanks, Father, you know, I'm just, just looking over my creation, have really no plans to do anything with them, just kind of, you know, seeing what sin really is. So I'm going to die for myself and you raise me. That's, that's silly. He didn't do it for him. He did it for us. We're not separate from him. He did it all for you and me. Turn over to Romans chapter 6. He does love us. The great love we're with, he loved us. Romans chapter 6. See, I have a new Bible and I just can't do this. Okay. <laughs> So we want to see, we died with him, we raised with him. Amen. Romans chapter 6, we'll start in verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Now you got to understand something. Paul's writing here. <laughs> he says earlier in the chapter, uh, he said, mm, that sin is, verse 21, that sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness. But in other words, he's saying, you know, um, where sin was, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Yes. So he's like, so are we going to, 
Are we going to stay in sin just so grace can abound? You guys, under, you got to understand what grace is. Grace is not forgiveness. Grace is not God forgiving us for all the wrongs we're doing now. Grace is empowerment to do what's right. It will never, grace isn't, it doesn't, there's no comparison between sin and grace. They're complete opposites. So sin, I'm not going to keep sinning so grace can abound. I'm going to get in grace so sin doesn't abound. I'm going to stay there. I won't sin if I'm in grace because grace is empowerment to live righteous. It's live right with God. So Paul is saying, um, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? Doing these ridiculous actions, not taking our place? That grace may abound, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer in it? We're dead, right? Do you not know, verse 3, that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? In case you don't know that, he's saying you were baptized into his death when you were baptized into Christ. What that means is the baptism into Christ is salvation. The moment I got born again, actually, I got born again, April 9th, 2014, about right here, right here. Pastor Hagen from Rainbow Bible Church was up there, did an altar call, and I got saved right there. But at that moment, I didn't know a thing. I just knew you said I was saved, so all right, cool. You know, I mean, he ended up, he, I had shoulder injuries. He ended up healing those. I don't have those anymore. But so he touched, he touched me, and I served him after that forever because why not follow a guy who would do such a thing, you know? Amen. Um, but do you not know that so many of us as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into his death, you see the identity. There's an identity crisis going on. I, I don't have it. I, I see it, though. I don't have one. I see him. And if I see him, I see me. If I see me, I just, you know, we're kind of like Jesus and I are just tucked away. and You know, like, I, I don't have time for the world. All my time is for him. Right? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, now look at us, look at our part, even so we also should walk in newness of life. That's what water baptism is. When you go under, it's, a, it's signifying. When you go under the water, you're saying, you're literally saying, I died with him. When you're pulled out of the water, I'm raised to newness of life. Well, why do I keep doing the same things I'm doing? That's a good question. Why do you keep doing it? Because you're new. That's your, you have to answer that yourself. I don't know. But I'm not. I'm walking in newness of life. Now, I mean, I'm getting to know him. You know, I'm still, I still make mistakes. Sure, I'm not perfect. But I'm in him. And if there's, you know, I can't be held accountable for something I don't know. So as I'm walking with him, and here's the responsibility that we have walking with him. When we walk with him, there's light. And then you see something that's in the flesh. But I don't beat myself up over that. I just go, Father, dude, I'm so sorry. He goes, I'm like, thank you for your grace. Forgive me. And I just don't do it. It's that easy. You mean to tell me you can just walk away from sin? You're not in it. If you're in it, you're playing around with it. Just stop playing. Get, sit, take your seat. If you're in sin and walking in sin, you've got up from your seat. Just sit down. And you won't play with sin. Amen? Okay. Our, our life should be showing outwardly of the change that happened inwardly. I don't live the way I used to. 
I'm dead. Why? Because he died. I'm not dead because I just made a decision like, you know what? I'm going to stop doing this. Good luck. But if you say, hey, I died with you, well, let's keep going. Verse 5, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Makes sense, right? You can't just claim one part and not get the other. If you died with him, you raised with him. Amen. Knowing this, say, I need to know this. Okay. That our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth, from this point forward, we should not serve sin. If you're not serving sin, who are you serving? Him. Amen. That's why I said I serve him. Why? I mean, sin's at the door. It's easy to get into. I mean, the mud puddle's right there. Actually, it's so far below me, but I can get off my, I can get off my seat and easily step into it. But why play around? It's not who I am. It'll never be who I am. It's not who you are. Right? And people are beating themselves up over the things that they've done in the past. And it's like, gosh, I knew better. I've lived there. Don't live there. You'll never get out of it if you keep thinking that way. But if you, if you are there, just say, you know, no. I'm seated. I'm seated with him. And you might not, in your mind, you might be like, I'm the biggest hypocrite there is. No, you're not. It's just who you are. You're a hypocrite for doing the sin because it's not who you are. But you won't be a hypocrite for doing the life because it is who you are. They're just, the sin and Satan are just trying to get you distracted from your place. Why? Because once you're in your place, he has no, he's, he likes attention. Dude, if I'm on the spot, if I'm in my seat, all I'm looking at is Jesus and the Father. Satan's like, no, I'm not going to say that. Satan's like, uh, <laughs> he's like. He just likes attention. I'm not just going to have around. Satan just likes attention. He's a liar. Yes, he is. Now, if we be dead with Christ, verse 8, we believe that we also should live with him, knowing, say, I need to know this, that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more. Death has no dominion over him. That's great. What's that got to do with me? Well, for in that he died, he died to sin once, but in that he lives, he lives to God so this is what that has to do with us. Verse 11, likewise, reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but don't just reckon you're dead, reckon that you're alive to God, right? The renewing of the mind is super simple thing to do, super simple. People are trying to stop thinking away. You can't stop thinking away. You have to start thinking a new way. That's how this works. So it's like, gosh, I, you know, people who are into pornography, I just, I can't stop looking. I can't stop watching. Yeah, you can. Start doing something else. Oh, that's all you got to do is start doing something else. Well, what do you start doing? Go to his word. The time you'll spend watching porn, just use that time to spend with him. Honestly, because it's not who you are. The time you spend doing things that, it's just, ugh, whatever, whatever. Go to him. Take your spot. Sit down. He's not going to look at you and go, no. You know, he's not going to, like, scoot away from you. You're not dirty. He says that he presents you blameless and holy before himself. He's a good father. If you walk up to him, you know the, you know the, the verse, um, come boldly before the throne of grace, that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. That's good. 
You know, it doesn't say ever to leave. Nowhere in that does it say to leave. And it doesn't say go to the throne. It says come to the throne. In other words, come, sit down. Sit down in grace, in mercy. That's all that's here. That's all that's here. And when you're seated, I live in grace and mercy. I live there. I never leave there. Grace is empowering me to do everything. I'll reign in life. Grace shall reign through righteousness. The insinuation is you're righteous. Well, how was I made righteous? Well, Jesus justified me. And I just go to him and I say, hey, uh, you did this and I like what you did. I'm coming to you. Uh, I'm you. He goes, yes, you are. Wash you clean. He says, oh, and by the way, take your spot. It's like, well, Jesus, that's your spot. Yes, take your spot. No, no, but Lord, that's your spot. Take your spot. Sit next to me. Amen. Grace reigns through righteousness. The insinuation is that you're righteous or else grace won't reign. In other words, but you also have to reign. Right. So how am I reigning in life from my position? Grace is all that comes from here. I show grace, I speak grace, I live grace, I live in power. I'm always empowering people. I'm never cutting them down. I'm always lifting them up. I, I'm always there for someone. I'm always doing, it's like when people go next to you, they're like, you're just like a powerhouse. Well, yeah, I live in power. Can you pray for me? Sure. What if, what if, what if you don't heal them? Hello? You got to talk to him about that. Because he just told me to lay hands on you. I just took my place. Now, if you take your place, receiving, easiest thing in the world. Easiest thing. Healing, easiest thing. I don't really even expect to get healed. You know why? Like, I don't expect to be healed any more than I expect my legs to move right now. I'm not thinking, legs move, leg, right leg, right leg, left leg, left leg, right leg. In the name of Jesus, I'm healed by a strike. Okay, healed by I just am. I am healed. And, it, and I, why? Because I take my spot. And if there's symptoms that come, take your place. Run to your place. Sit down and just keep looking down. Satan's so far below you. You go, okay, in order for you to be anywhere near this, I know you're not coming up to the throne where I'm seated and doing this. Satan's a little worm. No, I just take my place. I'm like, dude, get out of here. In the name of Jesus, get out. I don't stand up and do it. I'm seated. You think God's sitting here like, oh, my goodness. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. I have never seen this. No, he doesn't do that. He looks at you, and he gives you his word. By, your, by whose stripe? Jesus is like, hey, by my stripes you're healed. Oh, yeah, okay. Hey, no, by, by his stripes I'm healed. Amen. It's, it's that, literally, it's that simple. You're looking at me like, no, it has to be harder than that. It's literally that simple. When you speak, take your place, sit down. Well, what if it takes forever? What if what takes forever? What if the healing takes forever? You are healed. I don't understand your question. You are, you are healed. I, I don't, I, okay. Oh, just take your spots. Okay. Okay. So, Likewise, reckon yourself also to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Do not let sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. 
My identity is in him. Him, he was crucified resulting in death. Me, I'm crucified resulting in death. I died with him, right? Him, he was raised to life, now lives for God. Jesus lives for God? Yes, he was raised to life. That's what it just said, to live unto God. Guess what? I was raised to life, to live unto God. The Bible's like really simple to understand. And I'm very intellectual. I'm very black and white if you don't know. But I'm very intellectual. And I look at the Bible and I'm like, really? It's that simple? Like, no way. So it takes me a while to kind of get stuff because I'm like, okay. But now I'm at a place where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to question how simple this is. I'm just going to do what you say. And I'm going to take my place. And if you say, if I say, and you say this will happen because I do this, then guess what? I'm expecting it to happen. Why? Because you said it. It's on you then if it doesn't work. Which I know it's going to work because he said it. So for me, I'm like, whatever. You know? Colossians chapter 2. Go there. 750 already? No way. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Colossians chapter 2. Verse 10, 10, starting in verse 10. And you, say me, are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. In whom, you see these words, these in hims, in whoms, this has to do with us. In whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you raised with him through the faith of the operation of God, who raised him up from the dead, and you being dead in your sins, having the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. You see that? It's just another way to say it. Having forgiven you. Say, I'm forgiven. Say, I'm forgiven. Say, I'm forgiven. You have to know that. He, there's forgiveness in this. I live in forgiveness. The seat, of, the seat of Christ, where I'm seated next to, there's forgiveness there all the time. I live in forgiveness. I live in his forgiveness. I forgive myself. Why? I'm able to forgive myself because I'm receiving his forgiveness. Someone does me wrong, guess what? Uh, I have a choice. I can get off my seat or I can go fight you. And I've tried the fight. Honestly, it don't work. So for me, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to sit down. And I'm going to receive your love, Father. And when you start spending time with the Father, you'll start seeing his heart for people. Easiest thing in the world to forgive someone. Easiest thing. Don't Don't let people who've wronged you take years for you to make a decision to forgive them. You're living in death. You've got off your seat, and you're wondering why nothing's working. Well, yeah, you're not in the spot for you to have authority to do it, even though you have authority. You haven't taken your position. You haven't taken your place. But don't be afraid when you go to him, and and he shows you, hey, remember when they did that? And literally, your flesh, the feelings are like, oh, oh, I remember. He goes, yeah, forgive him. And you go, And here's how you forgive them. Father, I forgive them. And then what you do after that. Father, I forgive them, and I pray for them. I speak life over them. 
Father, I say in the name of Jesus that they're growing in you, that they're going to, Ephesians 1 prayer, that they come to see you, they come to know you. I've done this. I've been wronged. And I'm like, you know, I can finish this real quick, real quick. Uh, but it's going to cost the relationship, and that's not worth it. Um, but so the forgiveness, super simple. You pray for them, and don't be surprised when you finish the prayer, those feelings are still there, the punch-in-the-face feelings. It's for me. But, but you know, it's like looking at you. I, I've done it. I've sat in a place where I'm, uh, okay. I've sat in a place where this person, I felt wronged by them because I have expectations on myself and they were exceeding the expectations that I have on myself. So I was offended by them because they weren't doing what I thought they should be doing. Understand? So I was offended. So when someone falls below your standards, you get offended. Just don't have standards. So <laughs> just so um, and they were doing something for weeks and every week. I'm like, every time I saw your face, I'm like, I just, why do I have to look at you? And I, I'm just being honest. And I looked at him. But you understand, my heart, I didn't want to be there. I knew it was the flesh at the time. I, you understand, I knew this. I knew I was doing this. And it's, it's, it's a struggle when you know you're wrong and you're doing wrong. And you don't want to take your place because you want to stay in unforgiveness because you like how it feels. Right? Hello. So that's the only reason why you would stay. But, you know, in my heart, I'm like, you know, I don't want to live like this. I'm always frustrated. I'm always mad. And it's, and it's showing forth in my other relationships. And you just look right. So <laughs> I was in worship one time. And I'm like, you know, Lord, I just, gosh, I don't want to live like this. And uh, he's like, all right, well, why don't you text him? That, why don't you text him that, what do you tell me? Text them that you appreciate them. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you couldn't just let me, like, you know, just forgive you in my heart and just, like, be done with it? He's like, no, I want you to text him. He's like, you forgive him? I'm like, well, yeah, I forgive him. Like, because I, I said that, I forgive you. Right. Lord, I release this. I cast this care over you. I forgive him. You do. Yeah, I do. Text him. All right. All right. So I, I'm, I'm, sitting right, I'm sitting right where you are. I'm sitting here. I have this text message, and I'm writing it out during worship. And I'm like, hey, I want you to know I appreciate you. Every part of me is like, absolutely not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm like, no, I don't go by what I feel. I go by what I believe. I've already spoken. I forgive you. I forgive you. I send it. Do you know from that point forward, our relationship has been great? It's been great. It's been great. Every I don't, when I look at you, I don't think, wow, that's a good face to punch. I look at you and I'm like, <laughs> I look at you and I'm like, wow, we're doing this together. Look at you. You can't offend me anymore. You can't offend me. Why? Because I know my place now. And I don't let myself get offended because I would have to get off my place and nothing will work in my life. For me, I know that. I know if I get an offense, nothing's going to work. I like things working. We like things working. Amen. Amen. You like your car working. I like when my car works. When you're in unforgiveness, you drain your tank. Your car won't work. Get in forgiveness, fill that tank back up, that love tank. Get moving. Amen. And if he asks you to do something, do it. Amen. Amen. All right. So, um, verse 15, and having spoiled, no, sorry, 
verse 14, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, having spoiled principalities and powers, having made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Amen. That's great. What's that got to do with me? Well, see, he spoiled them and triumphed over them in it. So, but the Bible says in Ephesians, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Right. We wrestle, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers, right? right. Against rulers of the darkness. Well, we wrestle, right? It's like, well, no, we don't. I mean, yeah, but you got to understand how we are to wrestle. 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 <laughs> wrestle. <laughs> It says in Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. My strength comes from him and his mighty power. Didn't we see the prayer in Ephesians 1? Hey, I need you to know me, Ryan. Father said, you need to know me so you know the power that works in you, that's toward you, coming out of you, that I had with Christ. You need to know this because that's the power and the might you're to be strong in. And if you don't know the Father, you ain't operating in power. And you're trying to do this whole thing on your own. That's right. Listen, I don't like, when I have my phone, I don't like, how, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not cranking my own battery. I'm not doing the work. I just plug it in. The electricity does all that. I don't got to do that. I ain't going to do that. So, but when I plug into his power, it's him. Hello. So how do I fight? How do I wrestle? How do I wrestle with principalities and powers? I proclaim my triumph over him by his work on the cross. I do this by sitting down and taking my place at his right hand. How I wrestle with, with principalities is I don't. He does. I sit down. I say his word. You know, like, I can't get, I mean, no, you're just, no. Satan's so far below. I just proclaim his word. His word, his word, his word, his word. Assuming that I'm in his word and that his word's in me. A lot of people just, you know, gosh, something's happening. You're like, okay, uh, uh, Google. Uh, no, there's no power there. I, there's power there, but you're not plugged into the source. And it's like, well, gosh, you know, I've been speaking. I've been praying. I've been, I've been declaring the word. Great. Are you plugged in? Are you sitting? Because it seems like you're stressed out. Because if you believed it, you would rest. I, like, with, with, um, yeah. With kids, not really, I'm, yeah, yeah, not, not really, uh, <laughs> so I tell, I tell my child, granted, they're young, like super young, like two, but in my mind, I say something once, and I'm like, why didn't you do it? <laughs> like, my word was very clear, and just in case I wasn't clear, why? Because my position as a father, I'm to bring correction and instruction. So when they don't receive correction and instruction, I'm beside myself. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Do you know what I just said? Well, the father with his children, I'm his child. And I go to him, and he says, and he says a word to me. And for me to, like, sit there and question it, I don't question him anymore. I just say, I know you. You're full of power. You placed me in your, in your position. I trust you. I'm going to say your word. And it's going to work because I said so. Because he said so. Amen. All right. You know what? What the heck? Okay. Um, so the other thing is, so we know we're positioned, but we need to know we're his body. Amen. We, we, we're not separate from Christ. We're not separated from him. 
if all things are under his feet, then all things are under our feet, right? We're here and will forever exercise his authority and victory. We have the same access to the Father as Jesus does. We have the same promises as he does. We have the same spirit as he does. We have the same power as he does. We have the same anointing as he does. We're honored and seated in the same place as Christ is. He wants you to know this. Don't separate yourself from him. And you might not consciously say, you know, Lord, I'm not going to do that. Or I don't. It's just, it's, it's the unrenewed mind. I'm renewing my mind. I am who I am. I am who you say I am. When you see a scripture in the Bible, in whom, stop and say, this is who I am. In whom I'm forgiven. You stop and say, Father, I thank you that I'm forgiven. Because I'm in him. Amen? Okay. So the church is collectively the body of Christ. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're the church. Amen? Ephesians talks about that. The body of Christ, the church, the fullness of him that fills all in all. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12. Okay. Starting in verse 12. So we need to know. We, we, so we see where our position is, we see we're a part of, right, we're one with him, we're part of his body, but we also need to see an aerial view of what makes up that body. Amen? 1 Corinthians 12, 12, it says, for as the body, he's talking about the little physical body, my physical body, for as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that body, being many, are one body, how many times has you got to say this, Right? <laughs> So also is Christ. The church is the body. Jesus Christ is full of members of his body. Jesus Christ does not separate himself from you and me. He's not in this other position. He has a position of Lord of Lord and King of Kings, sure. But when it comes to him as a whole, he, we're one with him. We're one with him. He does, he's not like, you know, gosh, well, no, I'm not separate from him. Every thought I have, every time I go to him, I'm like, wow, look at who I am. Now, I'm not going to be, I'm not try to be the king of kings and lord of lords. That's silly. But I am going to play my part in his body. Amen. He works through us. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit, for the, for the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Right? If I have a hand and my hand's like, you know, mm, not really going to work today, I'd be like, uh, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Could you imagine? You just, part of your body just shuts down. You're not going to sit there and like, well, that's okay. Well, that's okay. Just the left side will take care of you. No, you better get to work. I need you. Amen. Right. And I can't say, well, you know, I'm not a preacher. So I don't really have a place. He says he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Not all. Some. That means the majority of them fill the rest of the body. Other people have functions, right? For the body is not one member, but many. Say, I'm part of the body. <laughs> right? If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? 
No, it's part of the body. Just because you say it doesn't mean you're not. All right. So, so if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the smelling? But now, verse 18, hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it pleased him. God's pleased where he puts you. You still have to operate it. I still need to operate in it. Right? I could be a finger, but it ain't going to do any good being a finger if you're not going to do what you're supposed to do. If you're trying to be a foot, if I look down at Pastor Torian's foot, and I'm like, you know, Pastor Torian, um, he's like, what, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm, excuse me, I'm talking to your foot. <laughs> no, like, no, no, that's weird. But if his foot started talking to me, that would be weird because that's not its function. And that's what people try to do. They're like, you know, I'm going to be a preacher. Are you now? Is that where God puts you? You can't just pick and choose what you want to do. Go to him. You have a part. You have a function. Find out what you're supposed to do and, and do it. Amen. But now God has set the members in the body, every one of them, and it pleased him. Say, he's pleased. He's pleased. He's pleased. Amen. And if they were all one member, where would the body? But now are they many members yet but one body? He's saying one body a lot. We're one body. Look to your neighbor and say, we're one. Look to your other neighbor, we're one. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think, see, look at this, verse 22, the members of the body which seem to be, doesn't say they are. Where does the seem to be come from? Natural thinking. We, they seem to be. You're just cleaning toilets? Mm, I'm a preacher. Well, okay. That makes me want to throw up. Right? No. You seem to be. It seems. You're watching babies in the nursery? Mm, I mean, I'm not going to do that. Really? You're not going to do that? Have you gone to God about that? Oh, okay. So... <clears throat> Anyway, nay, much more these members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together. God hath tempered the body together. God has placed you in the body for a function, for a specific purpose having given more abundant honor to the part which lacks. Why would he do that? That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. Um, there's a thing where if you have back pain, uh, a lot of it originates because your core isn't strengthened. Well, if your core is not strengthened, guess what? It's lacking. It's not doing its job. And guess what? Your back is picking up the slack. Your back is picking up all that extra weight, all that extra function, and that's why it, sometimes it hurts. Amen. That's what happens to the body of Christ. When parts aren't doing their function, the, the rest of the body is taking on that weight. Amen. It's taking on that weight. It's not meant to take on that weight. God gives grace. Yeah, that's great. But it's not meant to do that. We need you. Turn to your neighbor and say, I need you. I need you. 
Turn to your other neighbor. I need you. 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 We need you. We need each other. You know, our church is doing phenomenal. It's growing. Doing a great job. Children's ministry, great. Love the kids. Love seeing the kids. Love the kids. And we have all these new kids coming, kids getting saved, kids getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. And uh, guess what? You know, the kids are part of the body too. Amen. And, uh, and, you know, we have all these numerical numbers. That's great. But the care for them isn't growing. Great, we're having kids. But we need to care for them. They need help. Care for them. The bodies to care for each other. Take care of each other. We're to care for each other. What do you need help with? Oh, I'm just too busy. I'm not going to do that. You, I'm taking your weight. Function where you're supposed to. So we can get out of here. Where I want to see him. And if I have to do three jobs, well, wow. But I, wanna, I want you to stand before God, and I want to hear well done. I want you to hear well done. I want to be around you. And he say, well done. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well done. I knew you could do it. I knew you could do it. I knew you can do it. If your schedule doesn't allow you, guess what? Go sit down. Go before God and say, Father, my schedule's not allowing me. Oh, I don't really care for kids. Who cares? Go to him. What does he want? He's Lord. Is he? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? Lord? Lord? Amen. I don't live like that. There are things that the Lord tells me to do, and I'm like, you know, um, you are Lord. Yeah, you are. All right. <laughs> you know, I get an instant submission. Why? It's going to cost me if I don't. And I'm not losing anything. I'm not willing to lose. I don't like losing. I'm super competitive. I will not lose. You, you want to get, you want to compete with me? All right. Spoiler alert, I always win. Always will win. Always. See, they're laughing. They know. Because I don't get in fights that I don't know I'm going to win. I know I'm going to win. Well, no. I know my place. And if Satan likes to tussle, he's like, listen, uh, you're pretty stupid. I'm like, really? Then why am I seated here and you're not? Interesting. Hmm, all right. All right. Amen. So not only that, I got three minutes. So not only that, but so we know our place. We know our position. We're made up of a body, made up of a body of believers. Amen. We need each other. Right. We need us all to take our place, all to take our position so we can function the way we're supposed to. I don't just come and look for miracles. Right? Miracles work at my hands. I want to be part of it. I don't like spectator sports. You won't see me watching football. Uh -uh. I'll play it, maybe. But I'm not watching sports. Anyway, so look, let's take a look at how we do this. We take our place by operating in faith. The operation of faith. Operation of faith. Super simple when you're seated. Super simple when you're seated. Amen. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing. We have to hear the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I need to be in continual fellowship with him. Continual fellowship. I'm always speaking the word. I'm always hearing the word. I'm always confessing. I'm hearing, I'm hearing, I'm hearing. Because I can't do anything unless I hear it from you, Lord. Why? Because I'm commissioned for you. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. I give myself. Hello, did we give ourselves? Mm -hmm. I give myself to you. You do, right? 
Can you do this for me? Absolutely, I'd love to. I'd love to. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing his word. You know, God, don't say God doesn't talk to you. Don't say that. That's just exposing you. Please don't say that. Just say, open your Bible and say, God's, God's talking to me. Like we did before we started. Father, I'm here to hear you. I'm here to hear you. Well, I have laundry to do. I don't care. Satan, Satan gets in your face. He's like, you got this, you got laundry, you know, you have a kid. Oh, great, I'll go sit on the toilet and go hear him. I, I'm serious. I need to hear you. I need to hear you. I'm always quiet. I always try to get quiet. I'm always trying to wiggle into quietness because I need to hear him. His voice is so sweet. And there's always something to do. And I love that because I hate not doing something. She knows. My wife knows. When we go on vacation, she's like, I'm like, I, no, I got to go do something. I just have to do something. But I need to be in continual fellowship with him. The place we have now is a place of unhindered fellowship with the Father and with his Son. The Bible calls it the communion of the Spirit. I'm always talking to your Spirit, Lord. Amen. Don't just hear, but choose to believe what you hear. Believe the words you hear. Spend so much time in the Word that you just, you just can't help but think just that. Believe it. Amen. Don't just hear and believe, but doer. Be a doer of it. Speak it. Right? 2 Corinthians 4.13, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. I believe and therefore I spoke. I know I'm believing when I'm speaking. Amen? And we also believe and therefore speak. When we start hearing the word, believing it and speaking it, it won't seem real to you at first. It won't. It won't. Keep speaking it. Keep hearing it. Keep believing it. Keep speaking it. Keep speaking. Keep speaking. Hebrews 10.23, let us hold fast the profession, the confession of faith without wavering. Why? For he's faithful, that promise. What's, he, what's, that, what's my confession of what his word has to do? What's that got to do with him? Because he'll work it. He does his job. I do my job. The body functions. Amen. Amen. He wants to function. When I speak what he speaks, he does the work. Amen. He wants us to rest Knowing that what we say, believing it will come to pass, it will come to pass. I believe what I say. I know it will come to pass because I believe it. That's the reason why I'm saying it. I have no intentions of losing. That's why I said it. I don't just speak. I don't just blabble. I, yeah, so the Lord's working with me on that. To be very, yeah, to be very intentional about what I say. Why? Because my words carry weight. And the more I start speaking just whatever, the less they carry weight. Amen. So I exhort you, husbands, take your place. Wives, take your place. Mothers, take your place. Children, take your place. Grandparents, take your place. Teachers, take your place. Students, take your place. Church, take your place. Rise up. Take your place. The king is coming. He's coming back very soon. Amen.